today we're talking bimbos. So strap in, get ready, because we're going. But before we get going, I just want to say hello, guys, and welcome back to Gooped. I took the month of January off because I wanted a break, and I quite frankly needed a break. I did not realize how much energy it takes to talk about things or mm, that's not the way I want to put it. I think I love Gooped because it allows a space to critically think about many things in my life. But when there is nothing going on in your life because of a Ponder replay and you are home all the time thinking critically about things just kind of feels futile and sometimes it's just not that fun and I really wanted to give myself the time to have my head be empty the month of January went by like a blur I actually have no recollection of what I did during that month at all well I mean I'm sure I did something but it's not coming because everything it's just been one long day so just took a little break off that but I'm super stoked to be back to doing this and feeling refreshed and ready and excited to bring new content. And I'm even figuring out how to set up my computer so that I can have people on and do the podcast remotely with other people because you know what, we're not getting out of this anytime soon. And I should have just believed myself when I said it the first time, as soon as we got put into lockdown, I'm not coming out of this pandemic under the age of 27. So Actually, you know what? Not even going to put that out. Not manifesting that. Pandemic over. Soon-ish. If it's safe. If not, we'll stay home. Don't want to. Losing my mind. No longer a person. All that being said, you can follow the Instagram at G-O-O-P underscore E-D. And uh, give a follow on the podcast itself. So, bimbos. I stumbled upon the theory, theory, I, what word am I looking for? I stumbled upon the, you know what, whatever. I stumbled upon the idea of bimbo, bimbification probably a year and a half ago, maybe, but so rare. It was super rare. It was like these tweets and someone might be like the bimbification of, I don't know, war crimes. And or war criminals, stuff like that. But I I knew what a bimbo was, but I didn't know much about being a bimbo or why anyone would want to be a bimbo. Fast forward to about, what is it? Like summer, early summer. And then the bimbo discourse kicked back up full force. You know, the girls were on TikTok and they were saying things like, I'm just hot. Every day I wake up and I'm just hot. I'm a bimbo. I want to be paid for being sexy because what else are we supposed to do? Everything is fake anyways. Who cares? And I was actually super with it. And I'm still super with it. I think if you can be a bimbo, that is awesome. But along that time, around that same time that I was like hearing the bimbo discourse back in full force, I was also thinking a lot more about gender and specifically my gender and what gender even means for me 
and just questioning where the hell I fit into all these systems. And what I have found and I'm still finding is that I don't, I feel like the gender binary is not for me. It's not, it wasn't made for black women. It wasn't made for people. It was made for like white men and white women and not even like white men and white women that exist, but like the ideals for them. And you know what, if that's good for you pop off personally for me i don't fuck with it and i think that gender has been used so many times in my life and in the lives of other black women to put them down and and destroy their confidence hold them to something that you know they will never reach because I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, whatever, and like so is femininity. But I, the beholder is white supremacy, you know. So I'm not really trying to be perceived under that framework or system because it's it was literally made to tear me down and pull me apart. So that's kind of the conclusion I've come to. I know in my heart, I don't know how to explain it. I know in my heart that I am. woman but for me being a woman is so unbound by what we define as womanhood and I think my gender for me is black woman and specifically black woman because I do take a lot of pride in the person I am and I love the person I have become through all the unnecessary and fucked up struggle I had to go to just because I was born around a lot of white people and so I do take ownership of that and I mean in my private life in my mind I'm not black I don't identify myself as a black person I don't identify myself as a woman like when I'm just vibing alone I'm not here like oh black woman what do I want to do it's just like what am I going to do and I do it and I don't know having the space away from people and in quarantine has helped me see how much of my existence was truly a performance for the male gaze and so you know now that I say that I think this is probably the reason why I found I don't want to go places at all, like to go for a walk, go to the beach, anywhere I can be perceived by people that I don't know and anywhere the narrative can be skewed, I don't want to be. I don't want to go out in public because I know that there are people who will see me and think these really horrific things of me because of the color of my skin. And that actually sucks. Having time away from that mental weight made me realize how present it is all the time and how the outside world is a very hostile place for me, a place I don't like to be and a place I know that I'm not wanted. So all that being said, there's bimbo discourse, there's me thinking about gender binary, thinking about who gender is for, gender as we define it, who it's for, who it works for. And so that leads me to today where I have gone from wanting to be a bimbo, wanting to do nothing, head empty, no thoughts, be sexy, vibe, to 
no. No. I think it's interesting. I think stuff like this just makes a lot of sense. It's super understandable why bimbification is a big thing now, why OnlyFans is huge all of a sudden, why people on apps, not all, but in some sections of social media, like young girls want to be sex workers as soon as they turn 18. And I think that's actually the thing that pushed me over the edge, the young girls wanting to be sex workers and being like, oh my God, I'm 15, but when I turn 18, I'm going to make an OnlyFans. And realizing, wow, there is no liberation for women under capitalism and patriarchy. And if you're going to take any aspect of the system to try and dismantle it, you can't work. For me, you can't work. It won't work. For me, being a bimbo is the equivalent of oh, I'm going to take something down from the inside. And it's like, but to get to the inside, there are things you need to do. There's a process that will corrupt you. And it it's just what happens because you start to play the game. And at some point, it's hard to differentiate where you start and the game ends. You know, I just think it's very flawed. And it's also there's a specific type of woman that can be a bimbo or a specific type of man that can be a himbo. Like bimbos are white women, period. Himbos are white men. That's it. That's the definition. And so to put that out there as, oh, being a bimbo is liberating for all, bimbo or himbo is liberating for all women and men and everyone doesn't matter is that's a lie. It's a fucking lie because it's not going to work for everyone. Like, it's there's so much shit rooted in all of these things. It's annoying to even think that this is the thing. This is anything real. I also think it's really funny with the bimbo discourse online that it's... Lately, I've seen a lot more white women concerning themselves with discussions of bimbo matters. And it's like, there are bigger problems than whether or not you want to do nothing and bigger issues to take care of than you defending your right to just not do shit. I don't care. Like no one cares. And if anyone cares, they shouldn't. I think it's a waste of time. But there's trans, black trans women are still dying at an alarming rate. Indigenous women go missing all the fucking time. And we, like that is a real problem. And so it's just to put liberation into the realm of the physical, something really shallow is, it's never gonna, it's just not gonna be that intersectional take you think it is, you know what I mean? So that's been a really interesting thing to watch happen. Do I still think I should get paid to exist just because? Of course I do. I'm incredible. So I don't know why I wouldn't be getting paid. All of you guys are probably great people that at this point, we deserve to get paid for just existing because the world sucks. Um, the systems instructors, the people that are in charge are ass. And the fact that they really are holding us hostage because the threat of death and... The, yeah, the threat of death is always so present for us is... Um, it makes me sick. It makes me really, really sick. Something else I've been thinking about that actually popped into my head when I was talking about all of this stuff is... Um, 
why are people defending capitalism online? I know I've probably talked about this before, but why are what what is there to defend about capitalism? What do you think you're getting when you're rising and grinding? What do you think is going on? I hate to be the person that's going to bear bad news, and I don't want this to come across as a call for nihilism or not giving a shit about things because I think giving a shit is what makes life so beautiful and worth it and we need to give a shit about each other and our spaces and all of that a lot more but really applying your energy to defending capitalism because it's like well it's what's always been happening or like billionaires aren't billionaires because their assets aren't liquid they're whatever it's it's just irritating. I w- <laughs> so I've been looking at the GameStop thing. I loved it. It was hilarious. And it just proved my point that the stock market is not real. It's a, it's a scam. It's, it doesn't even... It's stupid. It's actually... If someone came to me and pitched the stock market as something to invest in, I would say this sounds like something that isn't sustainable and will negatively impact a lot of people, which is what is happening right now. But people, brokies, and I say that as a fellow brokie, brokies on Twitter defending hedge funds, talking about why we need to do things the right and fair way to protect the interests of rich people is laughable. It's embarrassing too, because What's that, Dr. Umar? Because it only takes a little bit of brainwash to activate the venture capitalists in everyone. A little bit of brainwash. And I think just coming in terms of the fact that you will never be rich. Unless you know someone or you have connections, you're not going anywhere like that. And that's not a bad thing because... Honestly, I have not seen much evidence for the fact that rich people aren't in extreme amounts of pain at all times. They seem to be very miserable, very sad, very stressed. And I just, I mean, I can't believe they sold it for so long as something that we're all going to want one day. But, you know, we will... You will probably never be a rich person in the way that these multi-millionaires are. And the world is going to keep getting more and more fucked up that even if you were to make like $2 million at some point in your life, it's probably going to buy you a loaf of bread at the store because everything is a fake and made up price. That doesn't make any sense. And it's almost like capitalism has no survivors no one survives capitalism it kills you it capitalism is a murderer straight up i don't know how else to put it It, there's just so so many things that if you look deep down at like well what is creating the need for this terrible terrible shit to happen it's money money does that and i think money is the root of all evil is a little broad because i don't think money itself is a bad thing to have a physical symbol of 
value that allows you to communicate and trade with people no matter where you're from or what language you speak makes sense to me at least but capitalism the way we use money our ideologies around money actually will take your life it uh, like it's gonna kill you and yeah just know that accept that and stop going on twitter and and saying stuff like about people that have less than you because in the grand scheme of things that difference is marginal at best and you're definitely way likelier to end up like the people you shit on all the time than a billionaire and i'm not saying anything original at all but i it really just had to be said because it's it's getting to me um i'm gonna go and move my laundry but i'll be right back to finish and pick up where we left off Ooh, okay, I'm back. It's hard to try to keep my life in order because somehow I never leave my room and it's always a mess. So don't know what's going on. Hate it. And we're back. I think I'm going to put a pin in the capitalism conversation for maybe later in the episode or just a completely different day because I so greatly dislike talking about capitalism lately. It just annoys me. It's I'm more than anything just annoyed by our current political system, money, the way people treat each other, all of this fake, fake stuff that just runs our lives. I'm sick of it. But here's something that's very real and very annoying. And a newsflash, stay out of Black people's business. Especially considering it's Black History Month. Stay out of Black people's business. And I mean this to everyone. Literally, if you are not Black listening to this episode of the pod, I'm talking to you. And if the shoe fits, you better be wearing that shoe because I was thinking back on June, July, August, the summertime and my life in general. And there is so much I did not know, even at that time, and just chose to ignore for the sake of my mind. But all my friends... All of them, up until that point, anti-black. Anti-black. I don't know how else to put it. Every single person in my life that was not a person of color has been anti-black and racist to me. So I don't really know where a lot of White people now are all of a sudden very comfortable not doing anything, very comfortable talking in spaces no one asked. I think something crazy is that you can shut the fuck up for free. You can just not speak on things you don't understand and not be defensive. I made an Instagram post calling people out and I tagged them in the post. Because I, you know what? Public health crisis. It is a public health crisis to have racism in your community. And so the least I can do, and I said so in the post as well, the least I can do is just put a list of names out there and let you know what's going on. Tell me why either, A, I did not talk to the people that I tagged, they're still up there. Um, But the people I did speak to, um, that I, cause I said in the post too, like, oh, and I'll untag you once we have a conversation. That was dumb. If I could go back in time, I just 
I would just put it up there and I wouldn't even make room to talk. Tell me why everyone that reached out to me had to do some kind of song and dance about. If you had just handled it differently, I feel like I'm not a racist. Like, I, why am I? I just don't believe that and I feel really hurt. Oh, the best one. The best one. You've really lost my trust and it's going to take some time for me to be able to build that with you again. I'm not looking to build. I'm not looking to build. But I think it's also very interesting that when I bring up an issue that we all, you've been infographicking, babbling, mumbling, and cackling instead of paying your damn bills. All of a sudden, it's head empty. Head empty. Why are you being so mean to me, Laurel? Why were you so mean to me? My feelings are hurt. Can you imagine my feelings being hurt? So therefore I will not listen when it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, super sorry. You know what? Keep doing your thing. Keep making really weird sideways comments to me. Keep making jokes that aren't funny and being cagey as fuck. And it's actually okay. It's actually okay. And I'm sorry for who am I really? to tell someone that, you know what, maybe being racist is a bad thing and you should stop doing that. Who am I? But I've hashed that many times. I think the most interesting part for me is the fact that these people still have friends. Still have a lot of friends that also want to be my friend at the same time, somehow. And I know like you know, you can't control who people talk to. You can't control who your friends talk to. And I don't try to. I can only control myself. And here's what I will say. If I and other people have said someone's a racist and you want to continue to be friends with them, we are not going to be friends anymore because that just doesn't make any sense. There is no room to be friends with me, a black woman, and a racist white man. There, the Venn, there is no Venn diagram except for, I guess, maybe if I were to overlap them in the middle would be like shitty ass white people that can't decide whether or not they want to care about racism on any given day. But there's just no space. I can't, you cannot make space for white supremacy and patriarchy and all those things. And at the same time, have me believe that the space you create for people of color is in any way, shape, or form healthy for them, welcoming or free of any, um, what's the word, what's the word? Free of any doo-doo. I couldn't, I couldn't find the word. So it's doo-doo it is. You can't tell me that. Those, it's mutually exclusive. Being my friend makes it so you can't be friends with other people that are shitty. So that's, very interesting this it's this overall silence from a lot of people white people love to just not talk about things and be really quiet about stuff and yeah i'm very sick of it very sick of it because the reason people aren't free is because those in power and those that benefit the most from systems and structures don't want to change so i think if you ever want to look around and be upset about social circumstances and you happen to be white just Feel bad because it really is something that you have the most power to change. There's only so much I can really do and so much I can be expected to do. 
And it's kind of ugly, actually, to to just sit around and listen to people of color suffer and share that suffering and then be like, oh, but my they're a really nice guy. I don't really want to hurt their feelings. They're a nice guy because protecting their feelings is definitely hurting other people's feelings. So you could have just said, mm, care more about white people. Literally couldn't give two shits about you. Go away. Except for when I need to steal your personality. Go away. I was listening to Hidden Brain. <laughs> wow. I've before I get into that, I've actually really missed doing this and I feel so heated and it's been nice to like think and just speak on shit, you know? But I was listening to Hidden Brain and they were talking about conflict, conflict resolution and how a lot of people are all about like keeping the peace and harmony and they don't do conflict and they don't argue and because of that believe that everything is going well and that there's agreement and that actually that's apathy and I've been thinking about my old social circle and how you couldn't talk about anything at all you couldn't talk about your personal beef with someone else not even in a shitty way like not the way friends do. Like I talk to my friends about stuff going on in my life or interactions I've had with other friends of ours to try and figure things out, but also because the person I'm talking to knows the both of us and has an outside perspective. And a lot of times I find guidance and answers I need from just asking, laying things out and being like, yo, what's popping? Was I wrong? Am I right about some things, wrong about other things? What's going on? And also just like, you know, not holding hate for anyone, but realizing it's just conflict that we're having and we can figure it out, move on. And it, I'm not indicting your, you as a person. But in my old friend group, you couldn't do that shit. You couldn't, it was all about like keeping the good vibes, no negativity, no drama. But you look back and it's like no one gave enough of a shit about anything to have an opinion that was different than anyone else's, which is actually really, really sad. Really, really sad. And it has informed my energy for 2021. Um, pity. I pity white people that are A, racist and B, complicit in racism white people that are really comfortable around others that have been called out for their actions it i feel bad for you i cannot understand not caring enough about the the people i allow in my life i really can't imagine being okay with someone being racist because they were really nice and what I've realized that nice is just code for. They have never told me I'm not right about something. That's what nice means. A lot of people expose themselves in 2020 as just being very non-confrontational, um, unable to hear anything anyone says or communicate, and just confused about their worth. That's the part that really sends me, and that's why I feel pity. How can you really think so poorly of yourself that you would hang out with a racist? And by choice, I don't understand. You are really going to sit and defend racists or be like, it's none of my business. Like, I don't know. I don't want to like upset the peace for a race. Like, what do you think that makes you look like? What do you think the message is that we're getting from you? 
do you not think you deserve better? That being said, there is also just the fact that a lot of are they are a lot they are racist still. They're still racist and anti-black and sexist and all have cops in their head at all times and it's crazy. It's very crazy and I feel sorry for those people too because um imagine just being full of propaganda and your personality being dictated by these really horrible things that were made to oppress others and trick and justify actions that are um satanic I don't want to say satanic it's actually worse than that it's dark it's evil like satan's a little fun a little sexy like red you know all that good stuff this is just um like darkness like a black hole it's a void it's soul crushing and it's you don't you can't see in it but it's definitely there and it will fuck you up and that's what it feels like sometimes being around certain people that it's like are are you not going to try and fight the conditioning that we're all subjected to are you not going to wonder maybe why you have only white friends when i see a group of people that used to have friends that were not white and then now they're all white it gives very much clan it's giving very much what are you guys doing i don't think it's not all Mm, no but seriously like what in this day and age what are you doing having all white friends Especially because I can guarantee that people listen to rap, love to take in black culture, love to take in different types of like global foods. It, like, there, there's just too much influence from people of color in American culture for me to be comfortable with the fact that like white people will engage in that so much, love it, appropriate it, fetishize it, and then go and hang out with only white people. That's like if I wanted to just hang out in a trash bin all the time. And then when I left was like, why do I smell like garbage? And it's like, because your friends are garbage. Your ideologies are garbage. What you choose to consume is garbage. And just because you feel like you're a good person because you've never personally done anything doesn't mean that you're not still doo-doo. I also have to wonder, is it because of the fact that you have a friend that is a racist that you feel like you're better because you're not racist? Because I hear a lot of like, well, it's my responsibility to stay and educate. But I know there's no education happening, you guys. I know there's no education happening because these people are dumb as fucking bricks. Dumb as bricks. You have to be... You need to be absolutely empty in the brain to, to think racism in any way, shape, or form is forgivable. To think that you don't do it if you're white. To think that you can determine who does and doesn't experience racism and when it is true what is being said about you and not true what's being said about you. It's, it's a superiority complex for me. And it's, it's very embarrassing. I think it's very embarrassing Um, I guess the only thing I can really say is I may be black and a woman and super fucking oppressed, but it could be so much worse because I could be white. 
and very unaware of what I do in the world and have no personality outside of my whiteness and not realize that until someone confronts me about it and I get defensive and, and gaslight them into believing they're wrong. No, it's actually really embarrassing, especially in this area where everyone's like, I'm super liberal and blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're not a comrade. You're not a comrade. You are a colonizer. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Wow, yeah. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that these people are my friends, but it could be worse. I could have just like defended them, but once, you know, it became pretty clear I was no longer with the shit. And I've that's something that actually I have grown to love about myself. I used to think I was really kind of the worst for being so cutthroat about my social circle. But as soon as I hear a peep of like, this person assaulted me or this person has used slurs against me, it's over. Like, I'm not even going to hear any other perspective. I'm not going to like play devil's advocate. I'm not going to hear anyone out because I know these experiences to be true. I know how these things work and you can... And I'm not going to sit there and be a tool in someone else's like pain. I'm not going to engage with that. And so I've always, always been of the mind that I will actually cut someone off first time they make a mistake. A, because, and especially if this is a mistake that happens around me, if you're going to say weird racist things around me, you obviously don't care and are too far gone and have never even thought to maybe guard your language or read the room. And so that just tells me everything I need to know. That's why I think people with a racist phase need to get a grip and get help. Um, Or people who are like, 2013 was a different time. Because it wasn't. It really wasn't a different time. In 2013, where was I? It was uh, seven years ago, eight years ago. And I'm 23 now. So I I was 15 years old. And you know what? Racism really fucked me up. And before that, I was a kid and all that shit still sucked. So it's not like other people didn't know what racism... White people didn't know what it was. Or no, they knew what it was. They just didn't give a shit. And there was no way to make that public knowledge because the algorithms and everything we use are built to sustain white supremacy. So if you've said slurs in the past, actually, fuck you, full stop. I don't care. And the only way I will even entertain the concept of... What the fuck? Words, hard. Of communicating with someone like that is if I actually can see that you are a different person. Um... But honestly, at this point, I feel like if people find racist tweets on your Twitter timeline, you're not, you haven't changed because by this point, you can delete. You can delete tweets. It's a real thing. Why does no one ever do that? I simply don't know. But yeah, that's a huge one for me. Huge one for me. But yeah, guys, it's Black History Month. And I really implore you to educate yourselves seriously on shit because it's hard. And 
if you have people of color in your life, especially black people in your life, you owe them money. You owe them money because you've done something. You've done so- every single person in my life. I can tell you five times they have been racist towards me. And like, I know they're not bad people. Some of them, I know they're not bad people and it wasn't intentional. But the problem is like, it doesn't matter. Like that gets metabolize the same way in my mind in my body and it is a weight i have to carry and other people of color have to carry with them for the rest of their lives and so there is a very real human cost to this buffoonery that everyone calls a learning experience a phase and and to everyone who thinks that we've made it so far as a society like that was all people of color that were killed and hated you know MLK Day is a weird thing. White people love to be like, MLK, everyone, y'all murdered him. Like, white people murdered him. They are the reason he died. Like, he started saying things about, like, hey, I think all people should have rights. And white people were mad about it. So think about your legacy. I think that's a really important thing about Black History Month is not only to celebrate the wonderful things about blackness, because everything about blackness is wonderful and excellent. I mean... Oh, I heard this awesome quote on a podcast where this girl was like, my grandma used to tell me that only black people are the only people that are actually good at anything. And I think that's just so funny. But seriously look into the conditions of whiteness that made it so we are here. And really, you know, do some healing work. Call your ancestors, damn them to hell or something, or ask them why, 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 why? And then deal with that karma and clean it up and get that out of the world because life is hard enough as it is. And and a lot of people, whether or not they know it, make it harder. And then because they see now, like, well, black people and other people can do like basically what I do. They think it's fine and it's not. And it's very recent history. Um, some people were slaves well into the 1900s because white people wouldn't give them up. There are people my grandparents' age that were slaves. I don't know if that makes... And I say it a lot and I will always keep saying that and speaking on these things because it's so important to me. But it's very difficult to explain to people what it feels like to be a hostage of your own mind and coming to a point where I'm finally unraveling the effects of just my upbringing and living in America and living surrounded by racism all the time and understanding that the only way it's possible for people to learn just now the effects of racism is because there are thousands and thousands and millions millions of people of color that are internalizing that hatred and turning it in on themselves and beating themselves into submission to make themselves work with the system so uh if you're gonna keep you know doing your van lifing your activities your climbing i know vitals open again i don't know why it's open again i think that place should close the fuck down forever but whatever i digress If you're going to keep doing that and not caring and being a piece of shit, just know the toll, know the price, the cost. The cost of a white person is 
definitely the degradation, abuse, exploitation of people of color. That's just, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just read out of the manual. I read out of the handbook. That's what I said when I, I was born. It was like, your life's going to be shit for a long time. And then you're going to figure it out it's going to be less shit, but still shit. Um, that's another thing too. Just because I've learned these things, I can understand these things and the structures doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me and doesn't dictate how I live my life. Every day is a constant battle of, do I want to do things I enjoy or do I want to protect my energy and protect myself from these pains and hurts? And because something like racism is so ingrained in society, it's like the only way for me to know peace is if I were just to go sit in the middle of a forest and never do anything ever again. That's how I would know true peace. But then I would be deprived of like social connection and activities, all of that. So it's just uh, a crazy landscape we live in. Anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap up the episode here, but I cannot wait to come back next week and talk about some more stuff. Moving forward with the podcast, I will definitely not be explaining myself as much anymore. Listening back, I've realized that I say a lot of stuff and then I'll explain it to the audience just in case someone hasn't lived like my experience or doesn't understand it but i'm no longer going to cater to the white gaze as much so i will still explain things obviously as needed but at this point it's just vibes like if you will are gonna get upset that i'm like oh white people do this and white people are that at this like why are you so upset though you know if it doesn't affect you like if it's not relevant to you like why would you be mad about it so no more disclaimers and being like not all because i actually don't care who i make mad especially if it's on the topic of like white supremacy capitalism why i hate those things so why would i make those things comfortable in my space you know anyways i hope everyone's doing really really well run people their fucking money if you know them have ever known them and they are black. It's Black History Month. Let's get our shit together, people. Okay. Love you all and good.